Hello, and welcome to Musings on History. Episode 2.5, Money, Power, Respect, Life as a Samurai in Sengoku, Japan. Surviving his childhood as a hostage to both the Oda and Imagawa clans, Matsudaira Takechiyo came of age, took the name Matsudaira Jirobosu Motonobu in his Genpuku ceremony, and received the oaths of fealty from the Matsudaira retainers in Mikawa province. A year later, Motonobu married his first wife, Lady Sukayama, who was related to Imagawa Yoshimoto and took the name Matsudaira Kirondosuki Motoyasu, with the moto coming from Iwagawa Yoshimoto. After marrying, he and his bride were allowed to return to Mikawa, but not the stronghold of Okazaki Castle. And soon Motoyasu was ordered to fight with the Imagawa against the Oda. It's around this time that we begin to see what kind of leader young Motoyasu was. His life as a hostage had made him sympathetic to the servants and lower classes and more inclined to use them in unconventional ways, such as uh, in spying and in passing along false information. He also learned how useful their knowledge was, and in his campaigns, he was known to utilize things like peasant trails and shortcuts that he learned about from making acquaintances with the local farmers. This made Motoyasu unique amongst the samurai class, who normally tried not to have anything to do with the peasants. But he was not the only daimyo to use these kinds of methods or to have unique relationships with the peasant class. His mentor and friend, Oda Nobunaga, won a major battle over Imagawa Yoshimoto, the Battle of Okehazama in 1560, by using peasant trails as well as straw dummy soldiers to lead a surprise assault on Yoshimoto's position while he and his soldiers were resting in a gorge and drinking. It's also likely that Motoyasu learned to embrace friendships of all ranks from Oda Nobunaga, who was called Owari no Otsuke as a child, which means great fool of Owari, for his habit of running around with the other youths from the area with no regard for their rank in society or his own. Oda Nobunaga also exalted his royal sander, his uh, loyal sander bearer, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, to the samurai rank. And Hideyoshi and Tokugawa maintained a grudging respect for one another, even as they fought one another for control of Oda Nobunaga's legacy, which I will get to later on. In a way, Oda Nobunaga was the Gaius Marius to Tokugawa's Julius Caesar, in that he kind of instilled in him an everyman's spirit, a reformer's spirit, uh, and taught him that it was just as important to take care of your peasants as it was to, you know, raise castles or have a bunch of land for yourself. None of those victories really meant anything if your lands were horrible to live on, if your peasants were always hungry, if your harvests were always poor, then you still weren't a good leader. You still weren't a good samurai. And even more so than his military prowess, Tokugawa was like Julius Caesar, a great administrator, but I'll get to that later. 
These traits made him stand out from other samurai of his time who were more so concerned with glory than with, you know, making sure that their peasants live well. And ultimately, these traits made Tokugawa stand out. Motoyasu's first battle was the Siege of Terabi in 1558, where the rebel lord of Terabi in western Mikawa, Suzuki Shigateru, had defected to Oda Nobunaga, who had followed his brother as daimyo of the Oda clan. Here, Motoyasu displayed what would become known as his characteristic foresight. He anticipated an attack from the rear, and so he burned Terabi Castle and he faked a withdrawal and hid down in a gorge uh, type in a valley. As he anticipated, the Oda did attack from the rear without having a castle to retreat to. And so Motoyasu and his forces were able to then turn around on the Oda and drive them off. A year later, he proved himself even further during the siege of Odaka in 1559. Odaka was an Imagawa frontier fort that was sandwiched between two other forts that were now being held by the Oda. Motoyasu instigated fake sieges at the two neighboring forts, forcing the Oda troops who were besieging Odaka to abandon the siege and go to their assistance. This then cleared the way for Motoyasu to deliver much-needed supplies to the beleaguered fort at Odaka. When Imagawa Yoshimoto invaded Oda territory in Owari in 1560, Motoyasu had been sent on a separate mission to capture an Oda stronghold called Merune. And as a result, he and his men were not present at the Battle of Okehazama, where Yoshimoto was killed in a surprise assault by Oda Nobunaga. The loss of Yoshimoto left the Imagawa clan in a state of confusion, and Motoyasu used this as an opportunity to declare his independence. He marched his men back to the abandoned Okazaki castle and reclaimed his ancestral seat. Then he decided to do what his father wouldn't do, ally himself with the Oda clan. Now this might seem strange since Motoyasu had spent his earliest years as a hostage of the Oda, but Motoyasu was much shrewder than his father was and pretty much saw that the Oda were going to prevail in the conflict with the Imagawa, so it made no sense for the Matsudaira to fall with them. Oda Nobunaga and Matsudaira Motoyasu's initial entreaties were made in private since Motoyasu's wife and son, Nobuyasu, were currently held captive at Sumpu Domain by Imagawa Yujizani, Yoshimoto's heir. Their secret alliance lasted until 1561 when Motoyasu used stealth tactics to capture the Imagawa fortress of Kaminogo and took two of the castellan's sons as hostages to exchange for his wife and son. Two years later, his son Nobuyasu married Oda Nobunaga's daughter Tokuhime, which cemented their alliance. If that sounds familiar, it's sort of like when Caesar married his daughter Julia to Pompey to cement their alliance. After recovering his wife and his heir, Motoyasu returned home to Mikawa, intent on solidifying his hold over the province and rebuilding the strength of the Matsudaira clan. He built a new, stronger fortress at Hamamatsu, leaving Okazaki for his son to reign over. And rather than enriching himself with the spoils of the war on the Imagawa, Motoyasu gave captured lands and castles to his retainers, including like Honda Takadatsu, Ishikawa, Kazumasa, Koriki Kiyonaga, the famous Hattori Hanzo, Sakai, Tarasugu, and Sakakibara Yasumasa. 
1567, after securing his base in Mikawa, Motoyasu again changed his name to Tokugawa Ayasu. This change was made to solidify the Matsudaira clan's descent from the Seiwa Genji branch of the Minamoto clan. Members of the imperial family who were excluded from the line of secession from 1192 to 1333. Emperor Seiwa was the 56th emperor of Japan, and his non-royal descendants established the many Seiwa Genji clans, including the Matsudaira. Now, there was nothing to confirm this, yet the imperial court granted the request, and Tokugawa was also given the courtesy title Mikawa no Kami and the court rank of junior fifth rank lower grade. This was important because the shogun of the emperor had to come from aristocratic lineage with direct ties to a Japanese emperor, demonstrating that the young Tokugawa already had plans to one day be shogun. At this time, however, Tokugawa was still in a triumvirate-like alliance with Oda Nobunaga and Toyotomi Hideyoshi, and it was the Oda clan that wielded most of the power at this time. Now, Tokugawa was a typical samurai, switching alliances as he wished in order to gain power, which is what he did when he first made an alliance with Takeda Shingen to conquer all of the Imagawa territory. Tokugawa's troops captured Yoshida Castle, bringing back into Matsudaira control all of Mikawa province that had been surrendered during his father's alliance with Imagawa Yoshimoto. And Takeda Shingen and his troops captured Sunpu Domain and the Suguru province. The initial plan was to end the Imagawa clan, but Tokugawa had also begun penetrating into Totomi province. And the samurai of Totomi were more partial to the Imagawa than they were to the Takeda. So, Tokugawa negotiated with the last remaining heir to the Imagawa, Imagawa Yuchizani, to surrender himself and the rest of the Totomi domains. And he, Tokugawa, would help Yuchizani regain control over Suguru province. Yujizani, of course, agreed to this, and Tokugawa immediately ended his alliance with Takeda Shingen and allied himself with Takeda's northern rivals, the Yusugi clan. This kind of wheeling and dealing was fairly common for Tokugawa and most samurai of his day. However, the brightest star in the Japanese political and military scene was still Oda Nobunaga and the Oda clan, and Tokugawa never betrayed his mentor. Conflict with the Takeda consumed most of Tokugawa's time throughout the 1570s. Takeda Shingen had allied himself with the Odawara Hojo clan after his alliance with Tokugawa fell through, and he attacked Tokugawa's lands in Totomi in 1571. Tokugawa lost the Battle of Mikatagahara in 1572, but he managed to inspire his troops and give the appearance of a dignified withdrawal instead of a retreat after being routed. Tokugawa had ordered his men to light torches, sound drums, and leave the gates of his castle, Hamamatsu, open so that it would appear as though his troops were returning victorious. This move also made the Takeda generals think that Tokugawa, whose army was actually outnumbered by Shingen's, was much larger and reinforced, and they halted their offensive and made camp for a night. This is kind of like how Julius Caesar was outnumbered by... Pompey's troops in uh, the Alexandrian Wars, but he managed to get into Pompey's head and make Pompey second guess every decision that he made and also to question whether Caesar was really in trouble or if he was just making it seem like it, if he was leading him into a trap. 
So with these types of like mind games, both Tokugawa and Caesar were able to, if not outright win battles, at least be able to retreat with dignity and not be completely routed, which both generals were at the cusp of being completely wiped out several times during both Tokugawa's war with Takeda Shingen, who was older, more seasoned, had a larger army, very similar to Pompey. Um, but because he was able to, you know, kind of like live free, live rent free in Takeda's heads and in his general's heads, they were always pulling up short. And ultimately, Tokugawa used ninjas in order to raid the camp during the night which disoriented the Takeda army even more. They were already like spending all their time worrying about, well, what's Tokugawa going to do next? Is it going to be some type of, you know, sneak attack, whatever, whatever. And ultimately they just called off the entire offensive and decided to try and regroup. But Takeda Shingen would die a year later in another battle, the Siege of Noda Castle in 1573. And so he never again got the chance to besiege Hamamatsu again or march on Kyoto. His son, Takeda Katsuyori, was eager to take up his father's fight against Tokugawa, but he lacked Shingen's skill. So over the course of the next seven years, Tokugawa and Katsuyori fought several small battles, none of which went in Takeda's favor. And all of the former Iwagawa lands in Suguru province came under the control of Tokugawa and the Matsudaira. Next episode, Tokugawa flourishes under the leadership of Oda Nobunaga, but soon finds himself competing against Toyotomi Hideyoshi for control once Nobunaga dies. Join me next time for more musings on history.